This episode is sponsored by Flower Pop, an award-winning floral studio based in Dublin 8. Renowned for their bold, colourful designs, Flower Pop's mission is to put the fun back into flowers. Visit flowerpop.ie or follow, follow Heather on Instagram at flowerpop.ie where she takes you behind the scenes of a thriving new business. Welcome back everyone to another episode of my Yellow Couch podcast with your host Alex Sly. I'm so excited I'm still doing this. Just wanted to say thank you so much to everybody who's listening. Um, this season three has been really well received um, uh, and I, I'm loving the guests that I'm having on this season. The conversations have been really deep and meaningful and I will, I'm loving all your reactions to the podcast. So please keep subscribing and liking and commenting and messaging me on Instagram at Alex and Cork. I love talking to people um, about the topics that are covered. Um, and yeah, like I'll just keep doing it until somebody tells me to shut the fuck up. So this week... I'm very excited to have on my yellow couch. Now, I am aware that I am popping her podcast cherry, which gives me all the joy. So my guest today is Heather Condren. She is a florist and a former social care worker who started Flower Pop after she won a scholarship from Kay's Flower School in Dublin. She lives and works in Inchicore in Dublin with her husband and her two-year-old son, who I positively absolutely adore. And I'm very excited to have Heather on because I wanted to talk to somebody who, okay, so obviously COVID has been absolute a shitstorm, a hellfire. It's devastated so many people and so many businesses. And I and I and I'm so deeply empathetic for people who who've lost loved ones and lost businesses and lost homes. And, and my heart goes out to those people. Um, and in the midst of all of that, I think because we're coming out, there seems to be light at the end of the tunnel. I've had my first vaccine. A lot of people that I know have had their vaccines. I am starting to hear some lovely snippets of positive, happy, exciting things that have come out of COVID. And the reason why Heather is on the podcast today, apart from being my fabulous friend and being a very good festival buddy, um, <laughs> she started her business in the middle of the shitstorm that is COVID. And I'm really jealous that I don't live in Dublin. And Apologies, you can hear my new cat again outside the door <laughs> on the second podcast. But anyway, forget about the cat, forget about me. Let's talk, Heather, and your amazing, your whole life change of your career. Everyone, Heather. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, I'm so nervous. Oh, my first podcast. Um, yeah, God, like, I don't even know where to start, Alex. You know, I mean, you were saying there that I, uh, was a social care worker and I was for 10 years uh, and four years ago when I got married I just felt like that lifestyle wasn't going to be I, I knew I wanted a family basically and I knew that 24-hour shifts and things like that just wasn't going to work with the kind of and, and, and lots of lots of lots of people do continue to be social care workers but I just knew it wasn't for me at that moment you know so I I quit my job and dyed my hair pink about four weeks after getting married <laughs> which will tell you how I how I handled suddenly being a wife um, and yeah I was just kind of floating around wasn't really sure what I was going to do but was really open to anything you know um, and 
for my wedding, my friend, our mutual friend, Laura, had organized a flower crown hen party for me. And I loved it. So much fun. And I really got to know Jeanette and Deirdre, who uh, run Clay's Flower School through that and kind of had stayed in touch with them. And yeah, shortly after I had quit my job, they announced that they were doing, they were 30 years open, so they were going to do a scholarship. And so I applied for it, didn't think anything more. Um, found out afterwards that a couple of people had nominated me as well. And I won. So it was a complete scholarship to do all four of their modules. Um, and so, yeah, so in the September, I started training to be a florist. Amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, it was brilliant. And it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was just this whole new thing. And I've always kind of felt like I've had this creative side to me that I, um, I never really found the outlet for it, you know. And then along came flowers and it just, you know, I just loved it instantly. And then I also got pregnant in the middle of that scholarship. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I like to do things by half, you know. And um, so by the time it was finished, I was heavily pregnant. And uh, I, I kind of spoke a bit on Instagram before about how I really struggled at the start of pregnancy or at the start of motherhood. I didn't enjoy it at all in the way that I thought that I would. And so my head wasn't anywhere other than just trying to keep myself above water, I guess, you know. And so I like dabbled with like Christmas wreaths or I might make flowers for a friend, but I didn't really pursue it beyond that, you know. And it, basically, my like everybody, my circumstances changed last year with COVID. And one of those things was my job. Um, and so, you know, I really kind of put loads of time into looking after Sid and then when Christmas came around last year a girl who buys wreaths off me every year got in touch and said are you doing the wreaths this year and I said oh yep we were living with my parents at the time and so I said no I have no space to do it in my mom and dad's or whatever and she was like I might know somewhere that you could use for space and within three days I had this big unit in Park West <laughs> um, I was making I uh, like I made a couple of hundred wreaths at Christmas like I went from making 30 to you know, the year before to posting them around the country. Like it was just, it was wild. Um, but I thought that again, it would be a rethink and then that would be it, you know, but I decided well, maybe I'll do Valentine's day and see how that goes. And Valentine's day sold out within an hour. <laughs> um, and then I was like, okay, do you know what? There's something here. Like I need to, I need to do this, you know? Um, and then around the same time, we had decided that we were going to move out with my parents. So we found like, a place in inch four. You don't do things by half. I really like, don't, Alex. It's just like, let's do this. Let's do this. Come here, I can I ask you a quick question in the middle of all of this? Yeah. Just, is Ben in the room with you, the dog? Yeah, he just parted by. He's gone back yeah. upstairs again. I, okay, that's good. Because just in case people are picking up what that sound is, I knew straight oh, away. That's ben. my 17-year-old no, dog. Just, yeah. just so everyone knows. <laughs> what it is. Partner, um, lovely dog. But yeah, like you, yeah. like you just, that's what I love about you. It's just, w- would I be right in saying that you didn't really think about it? You just did it because it's to me from watching you on Instagram and watching your progression and watching how flower pop developed like in my life in my career it's never an area of my life that I ever have to worry about the doors just seem to open can't say the same about my relationship fucking career because that doesn't work but in my career you know what I mean like it's kind of like okay I'll walk through this door I walk through this door was it like that for you with Flower Pop? Because it seemed to go really fast, really quickly, really successful because maybe you're supposed to be doing this kind of thing. 
Yeah, it felt a bit like that, you know. I, I've always really struggled career-wise. And uh, it's a funny because, I, you know, I was a social care worker for 10 years, but I never really felt settled in that. And I was always like, what will I... Here's my dog again. I was... I know we can hear... <laughs> I can hear Ben. <laughs> I was always like, what will I do? You know, will I, I went back to college in the middle of... Um, in the middle of being a social, social care worker. Ben, you're really like messing with my vibe here. Um, <laughs> I went back to college in the middle of being a social care worker yeah. and uh, to do English, you know? Uh, I was like, maybe I'll be a teacher. I've, I've always just felt like I haven't found my thing. Yeah. And I've always been looking for it. And I'm always like, I might do this course. I might do that course. Um, I didn't give much thought to this happening. It happened. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. It, it just happened. And it feels like the universe has handed it to me because as I was saying there, you know, we decided to move out of my mom and dad's. We've been living there for two and a half years to save. That was really stressful. Living with adults, living with your parents when you're a parent and three dogs and a two-year-old in the mix. You know, it was it was really hard. I could do a whole podcast on that. It was obviously brilliant <laughs> in lots of ways and stuff. But like, so we had hoped to buy a house this year with my circumstances changing at work we knew that that was off the cards. So we decided, look, we can't stay living here indefinitely. Yeah. So we'll move out. So we found a deadly house to rent an inch for. And at the same time, that unit that I had in Park West was up. My lease was up. You know, it was only short, like two month thing. Yeah. Cause I just put like it on a, Twitter. one of those pop-ups, wasn't it? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. So cool. It was just like a studio space. Yeah. But I stuck it up on Twitter. I was like, I'm looking for somewhere. And I was like, I'm moving to Dublin 8. So like, Anywhere in kind of Dublin 10, Dublin 12, Dublin 8 would be great. And I was like, it doesn't need to be a shop. I just need a, a space where I can work. And Lauren Chute, uh, so it got retweeted all over the shop. And Lauren Chute mm-hmm. um, it has a social enterprise company uh, called DA Developments. And they basically take vacant buildings around Dublin 8 and push life back into them. Oh, wow. So she, so she saw my retweet and got in touch with me and was like, I actually have a space in Inchicore. And I was like, What? It was like, I'm moving to Inchicore in three days, like, you know? And so, like, again, within three or four days, I had the keys to this deadly unit. And it was only never meant to be temporary. It's actually a Green Party TD's constituent office. But there's another building attached to that building that they're now going to regenerate and do up. And that's going to actually be Flower Pop's home, like an actual Flower Pop shop. I mean, like Flower Pop and a green political party member, to be fair, is a perfect match. (laughs) I know. And another another cool company called Small Changes just moved in next door and they do like whole foods and vegan food and stuff. So this strip, it was a strip of four buildings that were all vacant up until three or four months ago. And now three of them are going to be, uh, you know, come to life. It's going to be a lovely little strip in inch four now. So, yeah, so it just all happens kind of. But, you know, I, I actually have like, I have a huge self-doubt and I think if I'd sat down in January and went right I'm gonna open a flower shop I'd have thought of every reason not to do it and I'd have talked myself out of it and I'd have gone and done something else you know and so I love that it happens like this because I didn't have a chance to decide or not decide the universe threw it at me you know it totally sounds like that and that's what it has you know that's why I wanted to talk to you today because like in my life like if I like, OK, it's like kind of getting out of your own way. That's the kind of the best way I can describe it. Like Absolutely. every time I get out of my own way, like the most positive stuff happens. And, you know, I could like when I first started this career, 
like the job that I have now would be one of my dream jobs but yeah. I never in a million years thought that I would be like qualified or you know like good enough to have this yeah. job but I think when you get out of your own way and and like the self-doubt like that whole like I have that with the podcast like I, I said that yeah. earlier every single time I sit down to record an episode I have imposter syndrome I'm like what am I doing like I'm not a podcaster yeah. nobody wants to listen to me what the hell am I doing blah, blah, blah. Oh, come here like there's obviously like Ireland is full of really creative talented people and so many creative talented florists and I'm forever looking I'm on Instagram and I put up something that I did and then I see something that someone else did and I'm like oh my god she's so much better than me and like you know like the, what she does is really cool and I'd have never thought of that um you know how did she come up with that idea I, she probably saw it somewhere else or you know everybody like everybody's taken I'm not speaking about any one florist in particular I follow loads of really talented ones everybody's taken inspiration from everybody else you know and um, and I have to remind myself as well that I'm actually only doing this since February I'm only doing flowers since February you know like, I know, and, and you've won an award already. What the life? <laughs> Let's talk about your award. I still, oh, I still can't believe that's so funny. So yeah, basically Sarah Campbell uh, is Nef of Netflix fame. She did the big flower fight and she has a really cool company in America called Intrigue Designs. And they did an Intrigue Floral, they did Intrigue Floral Awards and Flower Pop won Blossom and Beginner. Amazing. So gas. And you know, actually when I was watching it, the awards they were like being streamed I uh my internet went <gasps> it just says they got to my category and I was like oh but I was totally like yeah sure look it doesn't matter like I wonder who won you know uh and then logged back on and was just comments going Heather Heather Betsy flower pop oh my god like you won and I was just like what the fuck <laughs> you know? like, it was mad yeah and, and I, like, she follows me now and likes all my stuff she's this huge floral designer in America you know I'm just like this is I mean fast. it is amazing yeah. though and and again a sign that like you know if ever there was a sign I suppose when you're starting out and you know loads of people would be so terrified I was a hairdresser before I went into the drug and alcohol world yeah totally terrified to go back to college totally terrified to quit my job at Tony and Guy because it was dependable and I you know I had a job um and you were good at it you could do it with your eyes closed like there's 100 yeah. percent, you know and then the fear like you just said earlier the fear is massive when you decide to make a change but I think COVID I don't know if your experience has been this but my experience in COVID there's so much of it that I detest and so much of it that I, I, I hate and so much of it that I have struggled with. Um, but it has, it's fundamentally changing a lot of my belief systems, yeah. a lot of my boundaries, a lot of what I think before what I thought was important, particularly in friendship. Um, yeah. Now what I think is important um, I think a lot of people are having those experiences and so it's not surprising that a lot of people are coming out of this award-winning florists or saying you know what I actually don't want to do this for the rest of my life I thought that I did but COVID happened and now I realize you see, this is the thing like you know I was saying to you that I wanted to buy a house I wanted to buy a house mm. this year and I, that's not going to happen now and COVID has inflated house prices and stuff so 
you know, houses that we were going to that another time. <laughs> but um, houses, just like houses you back on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, and another thing. <laughs> That's what we should call the podcast. We'll do one together and another yeah, thing. Copyright. But yeah, the um, like that was our plan, you know, was to buy a house and our plans changed. And uh, like, I don't think... I'm a real worrier and I think about the future and I think about, you know, what's what's going to happen here or whatever. And I, I I don't think I'd ever had allowed myself to do this otherwise. COVID let me do it because it was like, well, you're not doing anything else right now, you know? So like, you might as well. And it was also kind of born out of like, you know, everybody's working from home. And I was like, how can I do something that's workable around my son? So that, because who'll mind him if we're about, and I knew that if I went back to social care, I'd be out of the house. Mm. and so it would be on my husband's mind all the time because of course I could go and get a job in social care again you know and it would be a privilege to do so or whatever but like I can have Sid in the shop now if I need to for a few hours you know um, or I can say I don't work Mondays do you know what I mean um, like I'm getting to design it around now obviously it's a new business so I'm working every hour God sends at the moment but I am getting to design it around and be flexible with myself like I can say if Doug has a meeting at like three o'clock, I can say, I'm going to take Sid out and I'll work from seven to nine tonight instead. Do you know? That's um, amazing. Yeah. So it's, it's given me, as I said, I don't think I'd have had the push or the, I'd have been too sensible to do it any other time except now. Do you know? Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, it's like, I, I'd like to say as well, though, do you know, that you, you look on Instagram and I always, I've been saying this a lot recently that like Instagram shows the highlight reel. So anyone following Flower Pop has seen like, award-winning florist uh, you know this okay that okay they're not seeing the like the stress and the guilt that I feel as a mother for setting up my own business because talk as, about that because I think that yeah predominantly my audience is women and like that's a shared feeling with so so many working mothers so talk to us about that because I think that people will love to hear about that because we will feel less alone in numbers yeah well, the very like the start, the, the very start, like start of it is the fact that like right now I'm wearing many hats. I'm I'm mom, I'm wife, I'm uh, you know florist, I'm manager, I'm employee, some employer sometimes when I have to get freelancers in. I'm a designer, I'm social media manager, I'm accountant. It's so busy. I'm trying to do everything, um, and when when you're trying to do everything, you you feel like you're not doing. You're not given any any of those things that you have a hundred percent, and even say it. I feel like I'm not seeing it. You know, I find I get into bed beside them when I'm putting them to sleep, and stay there for two hours just to hug them because I haven't seen them all day. Do you know what I mean? Um, and we saw his dad. He's having a great time, and they delivered flowers. And he, 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 we deliver your flowers on the Saturday, and oh my God. you know they're brilliant. I know he's so cute. Um, but I feel guilty about that. But I also feel guilty about the fact that. In Ireland, you, you have to have, if you're self-employed, you have to have three years of accounts before you can go for a mortgage. So me choosing to do this is putting off that goal that we had for three years. And I'm really grateful to my husband for, he's like my biggest cheerleader in this. He's like, you're going to make this a success, go and do it. And I don't know that I would be able to be like to him, go and do this. Do you know, I think I'd be like, oh, can we buy the house first? But he's yeah. like, this is he was like, you know, this lights you up. I can see it. Like you've been trying to find what you want to do for ages and now you're doing it. So just go and do it. You have our support. So we'll, we'll get there with the house and we live in a lovely house now. And, you know, um, it's, and, and I have this, this really cool Avril Flynn. Uh, she's a friend, but also a customer. And I was over with her one day and I was saying all this, oh, I don't want to go and do anything. I want to buy a house. And should I just get a job for six months and get the mortgage? <clears throat> and she basically told me to take off my skirt 
and put on my pants and to think like a man. She was like, <laughs> she was like, a man wouldn't be worrying about, you know, here's my dog again. She was Hi, like, Ben. Matt. Hello, Ben. Normally, <laughs> he stays up there the whole time. It's like, he's like, oh, how do you see Of course. Um, yeah, like she was like, a man wouldn't be thinking like, oh, what about a mortgage or whatever? He'd be like, I'm going to go and do this. And society wouldn't question him for doing it. They'd be just like, look at that man go, setting up his business. So she was like, you know, you're, you have a lease in this house for a year. Throw yourself at this for at least a year. And then reassess next year. You know, we don't know what state the economy is going to be in or anything next year. So she was like, you don't even know if you're going to be able to buy a house or the pressure. You know, she's like, you have your deposit now. You have that safety net. Just go and do this. Give it a year and then reassess, you know. Oh. And with the way it's going. Yeah. You know, she really gave me a kick in the arse. Like, you know, it was good. Um, but but with the way it's going, I'm like, this will be really successful. But you made such yeah. a really good point there, you know, about how women are, are treated differently. I mean, look at Helen... McEntee, you know, who was the, only the very first uh, female politician to go on yeah. maternity leave. To go on maternity leave. Like, give me a, like the, the very first one. And I, yeah. I know because. And it was considered radical for her to do that. Radical. And it's just you know? crazy. And then she went on maternity leave and like, honestly, the next day she had the baby. So she literally worked right up until. Yeah potentially I don't know what her due date was was got to be close because she had the baby a couple of days later and now the narrative of course and I you know feel for her is going to be no matter what she does whether she comes back soon whether she comes back late it's going to be chitter chatter about her decision and about yeah you know she's back too soon or she didn't come back soon enough and men just people never consider it with men it's just you know oh well it's man's world do what you like yeah and that was the other thing as well like with with with, with the having your own business uh I need to do a bit more research into but from what I can tell so far is I wouldn't be entitled to maternity leave if I have another baby because I'd be self-employed and I want another baby and um, so that's something that we have to consider so the, the likelihood is is that if I do if we do decide to have another baby at some point this year I probably will be back to work at some capacity within a month or two you know doing like ideally in the hospital bed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like ideally it will be successful enough that I'll have staff you know um and I can be like you do that but I I'd have to do all the background stuff I'd be sitting there feeding a baby while ordering flowers or doing whatever you know it, but it's it, we, we we have weighed all that up um and we've decided as a as a, as a family that we're going to go for it you know um and we'll figure it out. That's where just like we like it, it'll be hard and it'll be this, but we'll figure it out. I'm not the first person to have set up a business, you know, or the first woman. So, you know, if, I, if, if other people can do it, so can I. And that's that's a real thing of me getting out of my way. I, I I've never really believed that I was capable before, and I'm I can't believe how successful this has been. I'm working with a really good cancer at the moment, actually, which kind of coincided with all of this. I started with her in October. Um, she's amazing, like God sent, like, and you know she's really working with me on having self-belief and seeing my success as successes because I tend to play down the things like just a really quick example uh, it took me five years to get my degree it should have taken three because I've had a, a, like a load of mental health problems in the middle of it all and so I spoke about that as a failure it was like oh well, it took me five years and she's like oh you basically had a breakdown in the middle of it and still five years later got a 2-1 she was like that's a success but I always 
spoke about that with a bit of shame, mm. you know? So her meeting her and her working through all of that with me and showing me that I'm brave and capable and, and talented, you know, um, coincided with Flower Pop taking off. It really did, you know, because she helped me get out of my own way, you know? Because you were ready. I mean, look, uh, like, uh, obviously, I'm a big believer in counselling. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, I just think everyone should have one. Everyone should have her. I'm not giving out her name, obviously, but I'm like, yeah. everyone should have her. Listen, She's amazing. that's another podcast about the mm. inaccessibility of counselling for everyone. Um, I could be here all day. Save that friend another day. <laughs> like me and Heather, sorry, you heard here first. We're just going to have our own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so like, that's the thing, you know, and like, it's actually funny, she said that I'm, I, you know, I've, I've kind of referenced a couple of times on Instagram that like people don't see the realities of your life or the stress about the money or the stress about all that thing that I've been worrying about and stressing about and the guilt. But there's obviously, obviously people on, on accounts, business accounts or even influencer accounts, whatever, have a personal life that, that doesn't make it to Instagram. And so do I. And I, I had so much stuff happen last year, background stuff that like just was awful and hard and stressy. Um, and my, my amazing counsellor said to me that I am a master. So she was like, you, when things are hard, you're like, I'm going to do all these things <laughs> to show like that I'm grand and I'm capable and I'm good. And that's resulted in flareable. <laughs> so it's not necessarily a bad thing sometimes. But like... Like when I was in the middle of postnatal depression, I decided to train to be a doula. My, my kid was like nine weeks old. I don't know what I was doing. Do you know? But I was and like, oh, everything's fine. Yeah, I did the postpartum doula course. Oh my gosh. I literally, if, I, I don't, I literally was sitting there being like, everything is fine. Everything's <laughs> grand. But like nothing was fine. <laughs> but but flare pop kind of came I, from the fires of stuff that happened last year in, in a good way, you know? But I think so, that we're, you know, we're quite good at that. I mean, I do that myself where when I'm feeling horrendous and my mental health is poor, I will focus my stuff more on other people. That's why I love my job so much. Yeah. Because for me, it helps me, you know, get out of myself, I suppose, yeah. and kind of feel useful. But I think sometimes we can do it at a detriment to our own mental health in my yeah. in my world in the addiction world is high burnout um and it's because of that you know when whenever i have felt close to burnout i've had one burnout you know in the 6 years and it was because i was running on empty but i refused to give in to the empty yeah. and then, like like that saying says you can't fill up somebody else's tank when your own is empty however we try because it's a lot easier than sitting in our empty like we will do a yeah. million things to avoid sitting in our empty when really just sit in your empty it'll be fine feelings aren't going to kill you it's what you do to avoid your feelings that are dangerous um, yeah so so I'm guilty of that as well 100% of focusing when I'm feeling crap I'll be like oh let me find somebody to fix when really yeah, yeah. No crap that needs to be fixed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. I, like I was literally like in, like in the throes of just awful stuff at, at last year and, and was like, I can't, I, I, I didn't, couldn't deal with it. I was like, there's enough going on. There's a pandemic. There's a this. And literally like flower pop was offered to me with this space. And I was like, great. 
I'm gonna go and do that you know and I mean um, but, flowers so, you know like flowers are so joyful and yeah. beautiful and colorful and so the opposite sometimes, you know, of, of the deep and dark and murky feelings that we find ourselves in or life situation. Yeah. Like, obviously, I know you personally. So, you know, I knew what you were going through, but then all of a sudden it was this explosion of pinks and like I just yeah. I love watching it because it's see, like the flowers seem so joyful yeah and this is my thing I've, I've kind of said this like to you before to me right with the flowers what I'm trying to do there is like I wouldn't send flowers to somebody when I was in my 20s if it was my mate's birthday uh like flowers are beautiful but they're very they're, they're very formal gifts I think or they're perceived to be a really formal gift you know um, and you tend to send them, we tend to start sending them to our friends in our 30s or beyond that, or when somebody passes away or when somebody, you know, um, gets engaged or it's always real. But I was like, I want to make really fun, bright, bold, colourful flowers that someone who's 26 wants to send to her. I want, I want them to be art. And that's kind of where the pop comes from, flower pop. It's a bit like pop art and, you know, just big and bold and colourful and like that yeah that's basically what I want to do like I mean it's funny because I love the big natural wild greens and whites flowers as well and I've made those bouquets twice we so we do a weekly bouquet right based on seasonality and stuff and maybe our offerings will grow as the business grows but for the moment that's our model and and a couple of times I've done just green and white and people aren't into them because they know who to go for for that that's not what flower pop is about do you know, they want blues matched with yellows and greens and oranges and pinks, do you know, so. And yeah. I love them. And and, and yeah, like I, so fun. Saying, I hate the fact that I don't live in Dublin because I can't get the bloody flowers. Like, well, every I am time, working on nationwide delivery right now. So I'm so happy to soon. hear that. Thank yeah. you. Because every time, you know, you've had your Christmas reads and, and I mean, your valentine's and bloody mother's day and easter and i'm watching everybody else get them and i'm sitting here I going know. oh that's just not that's not right like i want flower pops yeah. i'm very here to very happy to hear you say that well i suppose all all things in good time i would imagine that nationwide delivery then is a whole other yeah thing and that's the other thing you know i'm trying to grow it properly like it, it, it is in my nature to be like i want to be doing all these things and if i'm not like you know i want to be doing this and if i'm not doing it by now i'm failing you know like she's she's able to do her flowers nationwide you know how come how come she can do that or whatever so I've, I've written down a list this weekend actually of things that i want to get done with a realistic time frame of when they need to be met and also i'm only one person and i'm very busy as it is so if i open up to nationwide it's going to get much busier. So basically, I'm going to get the keys to my forever home for, for the shop uh, in July. And so all that stuff will come then. So for now, I'm out the door with weddings. It's brilliant. Um, I've like eight or nine weddings booked for this year, which is just bananas, you know, but amazing. Um, so I want to give my full focus and attention to them. And when I get the shop, I will hire somebody, which is going to be brilliant to be able to create employment in this, mm. in this environment, you know? Um, and I can be like, you know, train them up in the flower pop way. And I'm, I'm, I'm even thinking about not even actually getting a florist, thinking about taking on somebody because training to be a florist can be quite expensive. Um, 
Yeah, like yeah, put my hands up there. Hire me. <laughs> Training to be a florist can be quite expensive, and it's it's it can be. I mean, it's like going to college for anything, right? So it's it's worth the money if it's what you want to do. But that's it's it's unobtainable for some people, and it's not. I don't think it's. Um, I don't think you're able to get the grants the way that you would. You know, if you're if you're like a lower income family, you might be able to get a grant for college or whatever. I don't think that that's there for flowers. So I'd love to get somebody who's artistic and interested and bring them in and train them up, you know, wouldn't that be cool? Like so cool. somebody who'd like to do it, you know? Um, and and I, I also, I, I have a deadly florist uh, who I trained with and she comes and works with me on the busy days and stuff, you know, but um, yeah, it'd be, it'd be cool to get like somebody, some young one from Intercore or young who, who would, would, would like to do it, but it, is, it's out of their reach, you know? I love so I, I love it kind of like I have this you know vision of you know your business growing like the flowers grow and yeah. I know for sure there's somebody sitting driving their car sitting at home at the kitchen table or going for a walk listening to this and like a lot of people during COVID they've realized that this is not what I want to be doing so whatever it is whatever job or or maybe they're at home and they realize oh crap I don't want to be at home anymore but I'm so afraid of change because I think that a lot of us don't change things because we're afraid of change right and we're all guilty of that so what would what would you say to the people that are sitting at home knowing that they want to be doing something else but they're too afraid to do it what would you say to them Uh, so I would just look I would just be like look you know, it's good to have a plan, but also sometimes you just have to run and jump and see where you land. And, and, and things do work out, you know, the thing that you want to do might work out, but something else will come out, out of it. You know, like that whole, you know, favor fortunes, the brave and all it does. And if you're like, if there's something that you've always wanted to do, figure out a way to do it. Like whether it's, you know, volunteering at the weekend, if, you know, if you have a job or if you can't afford to leave that job or, there's, you know, looking at courses, I mean, the, like they're throwing things out there at people to retrain and stuff now because they know so many people have, you know, their, their circumstances have changed. Um, I think just believe in yourself and, you know, this was like, you, I could look around and be like, oh, there's loads of flowers in Dublin doing, doing flowers and, you know, where, like, where do I fit into this? But the thing is, it's like, there's like 1.5 million people in Dublin even if I wanted to make flowers for all of them, I couldn't possibly, right? So there's work for everyone and everybody's style is different and everybody's vibe is different. So like there are people who just wouldn't even dream of ordering a flower pop okay. And then there are people who wouldn't dream of ordering, you know, the kind of more formal green and white style. So you just have to be true to yourself in whatever it is that you want to do. And there are people out there who think like you. And so they'll come to you. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Perfect sense. Yeah. And like, I'm trying to do that. Like, I, I, you know, I am only a baby florist as well. I mean, I, I trained four years ago and I've been doing little bits, but like I've had a couple of florists who are new or who are training with Kays at the moment and they get in touch. And so they see Instagram at the shop and all. They're like, oh my God, like you're doing brilliant. And how long are you doing this? And I'm like, oh, since February. <laughs> and they're like, what? But like, say for example, like I'm doing coffee shop flowers um, where we go into Riggers across the road from us on the Fumbly in Dublin A. And two girls got in touch with me separately and they were like, oh, it's just like, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but 
I was just wondering how you do that. Like, what do you charge? And because they were looking at me doing it, being like, well, there's a coffee shop near me and maybe I could do that. And I could go, oh, I'm not telling you that. But like, why would I not? Do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, I was like, here's what I'm doing. Yeah. And, you know, this is how it's working for me. And, you know, giving them a couple of recommendations. And because like, I, I'd be a real believer in like collaboration over competition, you know. And it, to me, it's really exciting to see loads of really cool florists come up, you know. Mm. You know, like what's, what's that? What's that uh, phrase about a rising tide raises all boats or something? Do you know, like you want? Yeah, I, I think so. I think that there, there's a lot of competitiveness, but I know you as a person and you're like yeah. that as a friend. Yeah, you're oh. not competitive and you're inclusive and you make people, well, you make me feel incredibly welcome and part of the gang straight away right like straight away um, and I believe though that that energy works better I think that when you're generous and open and honest I think it creates that generous and open and honest space for you too it's kind of like what is that thing you've got to give it away to get it do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and I think I, I think that's probably also one of the reasons why Flower Pop is so successful already, because you are yeah. that kind of person. Well, I mean, I got a leg up, you know, I, I wouldn't be a florist if it wasn't for Jeanette and Kay, or sorry, Jeanette Deirdre and Kay's flower skill, you know, mm-hmm. like they took a chance on me there. And I felt guilty for a couple of years because I was like, oh, they gave me the scholarship and I haven't done anything with it, you know. So now I feel like I'm like, look, look. Look I'm at you now. Things, you know? Yeah, yeah, you know, and they're still so generous to me. Like, I, I love it. As, as I said, I'm still learning. So, like, I'll often text Jeanette at eight in the morning and be like, I'm about to get this flower and I don't really know how to condition it. And can you tell? And you know, and she'd be like, Yeah, I get it. Like, a voice note offer me, like, do this and do that. And um, so, like, I want to pay that forward. That's a big, a big push for why I want to take on somebody um, who maybe would like to be a florist but doesn't know how to go about it or whatever, you know, because that's what they did for me, you know? Um, and I really want to foster a community. Like I've got in touch with a couple of different florists and said, once we're allowed and the studio's allowed open up, I'd love to get, because like say our raw material is expensive, you know? Um, I'd love to get three or four or five or six of us together and throw in a hundred quid or whatever it is, whatever the budget is that we decide and just order a load of flowers into the way back. Just order a load of flowers into the studio and just have a day of creating nice. and you have yeah you have five different brains who think differently about flowers and imagine the magic you could make out of that you know and the connection that you'd make and then if one of you have a big wedding you can be like hey do you want to give me a hand or you know rather than this pitting of women against each other and being like well you know you're also a florist in Dublin 8 so I don't like you like no one has time for that you know and I I wish people could see because obviously we're recording this on zoom so again we're not in a fancy studio with loads of lovely equipment (laughs) so you're going to hear Ben pottering around you're going to hear my cat George uh, meowing look what are you going to do it's on zoom you know we're in the middle of covid whatever you make do Uh, and Heather's (laughs) now drinking wine no kidding um, but I wish you could see Heather's face. So when you talk about flower pop, you just light up like a Christmas yeah. tree. Oh, and like, that's what life is supposed to be about, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, because I, I, you know, 
as I said, there's that part of me that's like, oh, maybe I should just go and get a PAYE job and get my mortgage or do whatever. But I stuck a thing on Twitter the other day saying, people who have a new business, what advice would you give to somebody starting out? Mm -hmm. And two men replied to me with like little snippets and no one else. Thanks, lads. Um, (laughs) But uh, one of the men who replied to me then DM'd me. And he sent me this really long DM and it was so lovely. And he was like, you know, you have to love what you do. Because he was like, you you are the accountant and the this and the that. And he was like, you have, you carry all the stress. And he was like, you don't have to love what you do every second of the day. But 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 overall, you have to, you know. Um, and he was like, because otherwise, you might as well go and get a PAYE job and let somebody else worry about all the other stuff and you just do your role, you know. And I honestly, hand on heart, you know me, Alex, I love an L rave. I, oh, we I love an old rave. We love an L rave. <laughs> old being the operative word there now, but you look. Um, <laughs> I to be in my to be in to be in my studio, blasting orbital or whoever it is, you know, the flavor of the day, with flowers in my hand, spiraling them, just being like, "How is this my job? Like, how is this my job?" And it really appeals to the kind of given side as well. You know, I think if you're from that background of social care in that world there's a need in you to like connect with people and whether it's help people or build people up or whatever giving people flowers is so joyful Mm. you know and it's really I actually love delivering them and we're getting so busy now that I can't do the deliveries anymore you know and I try to do them when I can and it's great to have that complaint but handing over the flowers to people and seeing them, particularly when they don't know that they're coming, because people are sending flowers just because this year. It's not just for birthdays yeah. or whatever. It's like, do you know what? I'm just going to, yeah. I've just been thinking of Alex. I haven't seen her in a while. I'm going to send her some flowers. <coughs> send, me flowers send me flowers. Send me flowers. Do you know, I insisted for my birthday to be sent flowers because I was like, even the florist wants flowers. And so my oh, friend really? Katie sent me some from a really cool Dublin florist called Miel Flower, Ava. She's very cool. Her flowers are gorgeous. Um, so that's cool. But yeah, so like, that it's really appealing to that side of me that wants to and needs to connect because I've, I've actually grappled there a month or two ago about what I was going to do when I was talking to my counsellor about it and I'd applied for a youth worker job and got offered it and was like oh I don't know what to do because it was like th- like that felt like hard work to me you know social care work in a way but this is starting to feel like hard work you know because it's that I didn't think of it on that kind of deeper level of it being that like building the connections with people who are far away from each other and bringing a bit of joy. There's a, a customer of mine who orders off me all the time and she had a baby there two weeks ago. She lives in, lives in Canada, I think. And she sent flowers to her mother and her mother-in-law the day that the baby was born from me, you know, and like arriving at the door and the baby had been born by the time I got to the second house and the, the nanny and granddad were showing me photos of the baby and everything. And, you know, it was just, it was just amazing. Like, yeah. I can't hope. You know? Yeah. That's so nice. And yeah. I think yeah. that's, a, that's a lovely image to finish up on because believe it or not, like, you know, we are coming to our time, which is, I'm oh always God, God. quickly, right? Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> listen, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and spreading your flower pop joy to everyone who's Thanks listening. Thanks for having me. 
Oh yeah, of course. And you know, you heard it here first, Heather and I will have a podcast. We cover <laughs> loads of other things, but come here before we sign off. It's a great name though. <laughs> it is actually trademark, 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 trademark. Um, tell everybody where they can find you everywhere they need to find you. Yeah, so uh, I have a website, flarepop.ie. And at the moment, it's a holding website, but the web shop is being built. So that's going to be um, that's going to be really soon. And then I have an Instagram, uh, flarepop.ie, and then a Facebook page as well. Um, I'm, I don't have a Twitter. I just, I'm me on Twitter, Heather Betsy. So um, you can catch me there. And yeah, there's also something really big. I know this is very annoying, isn't it? To be like, I can't talk no, about it. No, is this it. an exclusive? But- Yay, go talk. Wow. <laughs> no, there's another... <laughs> There's another uh, big thing being launched in the next two weeks or so to do with Flower Pop, which is going to be really cool. And I'm like, oh, I'm so excited to launch it. But it's the kind of event side of things. And it's, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be massive. Um, and yeah, deadly. So there you go. Friend. I am so yeah. proud of you. And I, you. it gives me so much joy to see you so joyful. So again, thank you for being a guest on my yellow couch. Um, Thank you so much for listening to another episode of my yellow couch with your host, Alex Sly, with George the cat and Ben the dog. Um, I hope you've enjoyed listening to this as much as I've enjoyed sitting, talking to Heather. So now we're going to stop recording and she's going to tell me what the big surprise is off camera off camera well I suppose we are on camera really and uh, a big thank you to my producer Jay Woodward for producing and editing this podcast and until next week be safe